All right, so was, I think we should start off with how you pointing out that you've been doing this since 2007, and then now people are calling you an old man in the indie space. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's coming up on six years, so yeah. And it's, so, how have you managed to keep it going this long? Because I know, I know, I remember talking to you when you were first getting started. Right. Definitely not super confident that you, you probably could have said that I'm going to be doing this by myself six years from now, host Insomniac, right, still, right. still, still kicking. Well, um, you know, we kind of try to focus on like a certain vision for each game, and then just see that through, and not screw it up. I mean, like you know, kind of make sure it's 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 got everything about it in that vision that you were trying to get across, and stick with that. And that's that hits. And when it hits like with a with a fan base, it hits pretty hard. I'm curious, you know, given how you got started. <laughs> Look at those people like your game. Yeah, that's all. That never gets old. Never <laughs> gets old. Yeah, I, I imagine you must have some opinions on uh, Microsoft dropping XNA. I'm curious what you think about that. And given that someone that like kind of got on that really early, like how you how you feel about them kind of dropping that as they transition to their next console. I don't know what they didn't get out of it that made them drop it. I hold out some hope that they'll be doing some magical secret thing on Durango. Um, but I think it was always amazing that a person could buy a retail Xbox, crack it open with nothing, just free code from Microsoft, and make their own cool game. It was, there was something great about that, and it's, just, it's really great. To, to the layman, how would you explain what XNA is? I, th- I think it's you know it's not like Unreal Engine or something. It's not it's not like an engine. So how, how would you explain that to someone that doesn't really understand what XNA is? It's basically a development suite. Um, it is programming. It requires programming, but it was in uh, C Sharp, which was it's a faster prototyping kind of programming than um, the really hard stuff. And what's cool about it is there's no XNA look because it's 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 a, like at a middle level. Um, that you get to put your own look to it. So there's not, you don't see it and go, oh, it looks like Flash, or oh, it looks like Unreal because of the bump mapping or something. It's got whatever you make it do. So it's very, it's it's like kind of a little bit low level, but yeah. But it, it's pretty amazing because when you actually look up the amount of games that were built on XNA, you're right, like it's it, it just spans the spectrum in terms of like what people pulled off in terms of gameplay styles, but also just art because yeah you do look at you know for a long while i think it's less true now you could look at an unreal game and be like oh that was that was built in unreal right yeah i mean it, it's it's right to unreal sure that was just like a point but like with the xna it was always up to the developer to do their own thing with it um what it did is basically it bundled control controller issues graphics issues sound networking save load all these trouble points for a regular developer made them a lot easier to handle and if you're like a bedroom coder if you're kind of into code or if code's your day job you can really easily get into it and make a game that you've always kind of had a vision for that was the magic of it basically have been following like the the open sourced version that people are making like what uh mono game yep what do you what do you make of that i think it's great i love that they're still pushing it um we haven't gone over to mono game yet um we're still kind of sorting out what we're doing. Um, we're, we're basically we're making a new game using Java and OpenGL for the moment, and just kind of trying that out. Um, I I really I think the Mono team's doing great, and I, ho- I wish them the best of luck. And we um, we're trying to support them. We talk about it. We pimp it. You know what I mean? Um, we just haven't moved over it quite yet. 
you know, as someone that, you know, has been watching the indie space evolve, which is, it's, cle- it's clearly changed a ton in, like, the, this console generation, uh, to the point where it's, you know, it's something people can do and make a living off of. There are enough places to sell your wares that, uh, not that it's easy, but it, it is something you can do. When you look at the next couple of years, with the market as volatile as it is, uh, how do you see that stuff shaking out with, like, OUYA and iOS? Like, where do you see your role? Like, where do you see this stuff going in the next couple of years? There's always a place for the best quality games. There's always a place in a gamer's heart for an excellent game. An excellent game that's really original and does something that strikes enough people. If you have that, you can sell that anywhere. It's going to sell. Now, outside of that, if you make a very nice game that's similar to a lot of other things, you have to work your sweet hiney off to sell it. Right. And it's, it's, it's very, very difficult. And the more platforms, the more places, if anything, that fractures the market. It gives gamers a lot more choices. They know it. And you're not just competing with gamers. You're competing with Netflix. You're competing with YouTube channels. Good luck. You gotta work your you gotta work your butt off for it. Believe me, I, I'm in, you know as someone that covers games for a living, those YouTube guys, they're they're my competition too. They're everybody's everybody's competition, and everything's free all the time. So, you know that's what the the, the magic is. You when you make content that's really really strikes with somebody, and they really want it, they'll buy it. And it's you gotta you gotta figure out how to make it. That's always been the case. The, one of the trends I've, I've kind of heard talking to people here at PAX East, and it's not a new one, but uh, I've definitely heard it in like every conversation I've had here today, is not worrying so much about trying to sell a bajillion copies, but finding the market that you can speak to, the fans that will support you. Because if you can get them behind you, they'll buy everything you, everything you make, and that you can get from next, from game to game, kind of on the backs of those fans that are really passionate about what you do. Like, have you found that to be the case with, with the stuff that you do? Because there's certainly, like, a, a familiar design language in all the games that you have made. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that definitely helps. And we have a lot of loyal fans, and I love it in pieces, and I love that they love it. And I think, like, as a designer, and with our games, the team is so small. Like, I, I'm the main guy behind the designs. I, You just keep making the interesting things that you like, and as long as you know you love those, at least one person loves those. <laughs> like, you can't make games for somebody else. You can't make art for somebody else. You better darn well make it for yourself and make it true, and then they kind of throw it out there and hope that everybody loves it. Um, but I, I, I couldn't... I, could, I wouldn't want to make something for somebody else and hope they love it because it's just... It seems like a recipe for disaster. I'm sure some people can do it. I, I can't do it. You know what I mean? Like, people people uh, see my art style, and they're like, they either love it or they hate it or what, whatnot. And but they have an opinion. They have a pretty strong opinion. <laughs> it can You're saying strong. people on the internet have strong opinions? Yeah, yeah. This is, this is breaking news. Breaking news <laughs> coming out of this interview. Yeah. The internet has opinions. Yeah, and, and, and I love to hear those opinions. I read comments. I know you're not supposed to read the comments. I, I do, do, too. I, there's... You know, it's just like anything else. You can mine useful data. Yeah. What people end up complaining about, the surface level of what they're saying is actually speaking to something else. Uh, So it is useful to read that stuff, even the really mean, vitriolic stuff, because maybe there's something useful you can get out of it to to better your own work, even if you're never going to convince that one person to get on board with what you're doing. Right. I mean, a lot of times I kind of file those in a bin in my mind, like, okay, guy didn't like it, guy didn't like it, guy liked it, let's find out why, 
if we can, you know, if we can kind of suss it out or not, and kind of just, you know, categorize it that way in terms of like what worked and what didn't. And if those things aren't fundamentally opposed to your kind of artistic vision, then yeah, let's lean over and kind of change it. I mean, I pushed, I pushed our games really hard into accessibility, remappable but remappable buttons, gameplay speed changes, lots of options for different gamers. That reaches to hardcore gamers. That reaches to disabled gamers. It's it's great. I love I love getting it out to more people, making the making it available. That doesn't stop your vision for the game. You know what I mean? That just sort of uh, uh, augments it, makes it better. So those kinds of things, yeah, can come out of what people like. How, how difficult is it to implement the accessibility stuff? Because that seems to become that's becoming more and more of a thing. Like it's it, like on the high end games, you see uh, games having like colorblind modes, like trying to be aware that you know. If you use certain color schemes, people aren't going to be able to right. <laughs> to play your game. So, how did you come around to start implementing that stuff, and, and how difficult is that? I started doing that in 2010. Um, Shoot One Up is a, technically a one-switch game. You can play with one button if you want to switch it over to that. There's definitely disabled gamers. I don't know what the numbers are, but there's some people that can't play, and they have special controls, special controllers, and that's like literally one button. Um, and, and they get somebody to help them set up the game like that, and then they can play it. Um, I started working with um, Able Gamers and OneSwitch.uk and uh, just kind of finding out, okay, it's not bad. Like, it's a little bit of pain in the butt on the on the back end to do the uh, remap menus, make sure the buttons remap. Um, but once you kind of get into it and kind of design from that point forward, it's great. And letting the gameplay speed be changed at the beginning is cool. If you do something like leaderboards, like in our in Serious MWD XXL, it's on Xbox Live Arcade. It has leaderboards. Well, we, we lock it down and say the leaderboards are only played at 100% speed, normal speed, and normal difficulty. That means, though, that a disabled gamer, he can still enjoy it if his response time is not as high as everybody else's. He can lower it down to 50% speed, still enjoy it. Okay, he can't pose on the leaderboards, but he can play the game now. So those kinds of things, they literally just take awareness and a little bit of time. They don't break the bank or anything like that. Well, like, how did you, like, what spurred you to start doing that? Did you hear from someone, or was it something that, like, spoke to you that you... You got to play, sorry. Oh, that's okay. People want to play your game. You yeah, yeah, Make good. sure that happens. Oh, yeah. Um, but how did, how did that start? Because that takes, that's initiative on your part. It's not like the ESRB is saying, hey, games need right. to support uh, these expanded options to, uh, for a wider audience. Like, how, what kind of brought that about? Uh, the guys, um, actually some just, like, friends of guys that work at One Switch and Able Gamers contacted me. I had um, thrown a build up of Shoot One Up to the Shmup forums. I hang out on the Shmup forums some and talk to them. The group's crazy. Shouts out, by the way. <laughs> Love the Shmup's forums. I'm not nearly as hardcore as any of those guys, but they're fun to hang out with. You know, I like, because I, I still like Shoot Mups. I'm just not that good at them. I, you know, so I, I threw a build up and kind of, like, had some people try it. And somebody said, have you considered giving you know more more options and i was just a little like what's that what do you want and so they said they just kind of threw out some i said what do you what do you mean like what what's some things and so they threw out the ideas of like let the game slow down um shoe one up actually has a brightness uh, a contrast option so the background you can change the background to various um brightness levels and change it down to black if that helps someone identify the bullets better 
because some people it's too much with the background at full color, kind of scrolling and all the bullets and stuff. Sure. So you can slow it down and you can make the, the background go away basically. And I'm customized it that way. And I, I don't know, I just, Christian upbringing, I don't know what it was. Just, just like being a nice guy. Just being a nice guy. I mean, like, I think it's just like the idea of connecting with more people. It's just like, just the picture. When I watch the video, I've watched some videos of like disabled gamers. And they're, you know, they, they might have like a palsy or something. They might be like playing the game with their literally their chin or something. And it's like, think of them and how few game options they have. And they just want to have fun. You know what I mean? Like, and they they have this this ailment, and they're looking for entertainment. And you know, like, wouldn't you like to help make their life better? <laughs> like, make your game a little bit better. A little, you know, make, open your game up just a little bit more. Do that little bit of extra work. And then that many more people can play it and enjoy it, and that's the whole freaking point, you know. Have you have you heard from anyone that have used those options? Like, do you have any sense of like you're just putting it in there, and nobody's using it? Like, do you have any sense of like who's actually making use of that the extra work that you're putting in? I don't have any metrics, <laughs> if that's what you mean. But um, no, that's a real thing. Uh, I was talking to a guy uh, that does that kind of stuff, and um, he advises boards, and he said start looking at putting analytics in your menus and your options so we can get some numbers so that's really cool um but like that's probably a useful way to encourage other developers to put in the work yeah. is hey two percent of your audience which you know seems small but like yeah. you know a hundred thousand people or something yeah exactly duty game you crazy right right yeah no we we just get we get emails youtube messages stuff like that i get like i get people saying they literally just say thanks i can play your game now <laughs> i mean like yeah that's pretty awesome like what what i mean analytics would be good for big companies that's good enough for me hearing people that couldn't play my game before now really enjoy it and thanks for making it you know so that that feels good and that's why we'll keep doing it and i try to talk to other developers and try to encourage it because it's not too bad you know what i mean to to encourage to uh, do the remaps and all kind of stuff in there i feel like it's just something that people don't really talk about like you 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 explain it now you know i was in the abstract, would assume, yeah, there are organizations that advocate for that stuff. And I think I've seen some of it at GDC where they're showing, like, the controllers that, you know, you can, uh, if you just got, you know, one finger you can use and things like that. But, yeah, my, my guess is it's mostly an awareness issue. Definitely. If people knew more, they would go through the trouble to, to put that in their games. Definitely. I, I agree. I think it's an awareness issue. It's just, a, you know, a, you know, an ignorance thing. I don't think it's hurting anybody, and I don't. it's not that hard. I heard somebody say it was almost like if you can convince a big company, they, these these options can apply almost equally to hardcore gamers. I know uh, again from the Schmutz forums, guys were saying I hate the shoulder buttons on the on the on this because I can't remap them on my giant arcade stick. Look, you just make every button remap; they can do whatever the f they want. You know what I mean? And then you got the hardcore guys; they're able to play it on their arcade sticks. And you got the disabled guys are able to play it on their custom controllers. And yeah, I think it um, could benefit both sides. And like you said, it's an awareness issue. Just to let bigger companies know it's okay to do, you know, and it's, it's good. It's good stuff. So, uh, so what, is, what is next for you? I know you said you're working on something else. Uh, how far out are you guys really, really early? We're early. Um, I, we're not going to GDC, but the pre- there's a press mixer Monday night. And with a, with a little bit of luck... Our game's going to be on display there through a friend. Cool. I'll, I'll be there. I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to try have and to check it out. You have to try. It's called Pig Eat Ball. 
It's gonna be weird. You don't have to. You know, I'm not sure you even need to say anymore. <laughs> I feel like I'm already sold. <laughs> it's a weird like one to four player party game. It's just kind of it's kind of strange, kind of fun. It's very early on, um, but um, maybe like summer we'll be able to bring it out. Cool. It's actually on the Ouya right now. Oh really? Trying that out. What do you What do you What do you make of that thing? It's okay. I, I think it's fun. It's it's like decent speed, decent power. We developed in uh, Java and OpenGL on it. Um, I mean, like we got it up from scratch and nothing fast. So not, nothing slow at all. Like it went really fast, and um, it's been pretty good. I don't mind. I don't mind Java. It's fine. It's pretty fast. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Nathan, thanks for your time. No problem. It's been great.